We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and I'm so excited to talk about today's topic, which is all about planning. And I mean, like, hello, we know that I am obsessed with planning. I have my own planner company, for God's sakes. Like, this is like my area right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just obsessed with it. And I've always been obsessed with planning for as long as I can remember. Um, Like I even like when I was so little, like I always just wanted notebooks and I always just want to write down like timelines and agendas. Like, I don't know. I just love planning. I love list making. I just really like planners and I like planning so much so that I started making my own spreads. And then over time I was like, should I make this into like a planner that you guys can buy? And now I have the manifest planner. So this is really what I'm like, what lights me up inside. So, um, but I hope you guys are having an amazing Monday so far. Happy Monday, everybody. Um, we're going to have a great week this week. I really feel it. We are in the last week of January. Crazy. This week, we are also entering February, which is, you know, a great month. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be entering a new month. And to dive into some new goals. And hopefully this episode will help you implement some planning tactics or get ideas of how you want to plan for, you know, February. If you have any new tools that you pick up in this episode that you guys want to implement. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about how I plan my weeks, my months, my days, my time management tips, It's really how to maximize your work in the least amount of time possible and make it super efficient. And this is a new system that I have been testing out recently and I love it and I can't believe it's taken me so long to kind of do, but it also works with systems that I've used for the past, oh God, I don't know, 10 years. I feel like like my system has remained pretty much the same, but lately I've been trying to maximize my work with the 
least amount of time possible. Um, this concept really has evolved from listening to a bunch of Rob Deerdeck podcasts. If you have not listened to Rob Deerdeck on The Skinny Confidential, Ed Milet, he is constantly talking about how he optimizes his time and it makes so much sense. And I took it and I was like, you know what, let me try and implement this system for at least January of the new year. And the changes that I've seen are crazy. And I will talk about it, obviously, all in this episode. Um, And I hope I explain it well, but it really has changed my work ethic to the best way possible. So I'm excited to dive into that. Um, We're obviously going to be talking about the methods that I use. We're going to talk about the manifest planner. Um, But even if you don't have the manifest planner, you can still do everything that I talk about. Um, So yeah, speaking really quick of the manifest planner, um, the manifest planner is available online for purchase. The hardcover is available on themanifestplanner.com. It will ship out to you. Um, And digitally on Friday, I released my February start digital daily planner. Um, So if you didn't get the new planner that started in January of 2023 and you want your planner to go, you know, have it start like on this month for today, um, then I have the February start digital daily planner for 2023. It goes February 2023 to January of 2024, all the way through January. Um, So yeah, that is available on both themanifestplanner.com and my Etsy shop. And I just want to thank you guys for constantly supporting the Manifest Planner. That planner really is a manifestation of this show and of everything that we talk about. Um, And it's now just visualized. So I appreciate you guys so much and all of your support and all of your feedback of um, how the Manifest Planner works for you, the systems of it all. And I just... I really appreciate you guys. So yeah, that is, um, that's the manifest planner. So you guys can get a hard copy on themanifestplanner.com and you can get all the digital releases of the manifest planner, including a February start digital daily release of the manifest planner on my website, themanifestplanner.com or on my Etsy shop. And I also have the manifest journal and the manifest worksheets on my Etsy shop and website. So Um, okay. Before we dive into how I plan, I do want to do our segment, which is manifest moments. This is a moment of gratitude that is pulled directly from the manifest journal. And, um, you guys will have this if you download it, but you guys don't need the manifest journal to do these. Um, the manifest planner has room for journaling. And even if you don't have any of the manifest products, you can just listen to this, reflect to this, um, or write it down on a blank piece of paper. So let's begin. Um, number one, three people I'm sending love to. This is technically two people, but I grouped them together. I'm sending love to my mom and to my dad. I just love them. And I just want to send them extra love. Um, I'm sending love to my preschool teacher. She was in my dream last night and I just woke up with her on my mind, Miss P. So I'm sending love to Miss P today. And I'm also sending love, sending love to my fellow neighbor. And it's not like someone that's in proximity of me, but just like the fellow human beings that I encounter throughout the day today. Everyone deserves love sent their way. Everyone has a battle that we know nothing about that they are going through. So I just want to show compassion, empathy, and love for everyone that I encounter. So I'm sending love to my fellow neighbor today. Today, I'm grateful for my workflow. I feel like I'm in a really good groove today, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm also really grateful for time to pursue my passions. Um, I feel like I get into creativity a lot in this episode and having the time to do that, I'm beyond grateful for. And I'm also really grateful for small businesses. Kind of sounds random, but I own multiple small businesses and I appreciate small businesses so much. So I'm really grateful for them. And I'm grateful that we are able to support others in pursuing their dreams when it comes to their small businesses. Today, I'm manifesting a productive week with intention every day. I want every single day this week to have intention in it and purpose in it and goals behind it. And my affirmation today is I am capable of hard things. My daily goal to manifest as my higher self today is to be fully present in conversations with others. This is kind of a bad habit that I have where 
especially when it comes to like my boyfriend, for example, like stuff will go in one ear out the other with me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I really want to be fully present in conversations and not wrapped up in my own inner dialogue and in, you know, thoughts that I have in my own mind. I really want to be fully present when I'm speaking with anyone. So that is my daily goal today. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, which is how I plan my months, weeks, days, time management, time management tips, and all the things. So while I was on break for, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year's, I loved that week because I really took the week off. I tried my best anyway, and I had so many creative ideas flowing through me. And those ideas are really the building block of my entire business. Everything that I do when it comes to Stride, planners, and podcast is built upon creativity. Stride could never have been built without an idea that followed in pursuit of action. My planners could have never happened without an idea that followed in pursuit of action. Same with the podcast. Like everything that I've ever put out work-wise has been rooted in some form of creativity. And when I give my creativity time to develop and to be nurtured and to come on its own, I get the best ideas, which lead to really long-term benefits. So that week that I took between Christmas and New Year's that I really wanted to focus mostly on creativity and allowing space for creativity to show itself, I learned so much and I implemented so much that I immediately was like, you know what? I need more days like this. I need more weeks like this. I can't just do this once a year. Like I need this more and we honestly all deserve it more. Let me put it this way. No one tracks like what we do all day, every day. And it's not a competition of who works the hardest, who wakes up the earliest, who works the longest days. None of that matters. And like no one's checking. Like no one is at home being like, I wonder how hard that one person's working today. Or like, I wonder if I did more work than that person today. Like it's not a competition. No one cares. No one's looking. And it doesn't matter. Like, okay, you worked an 80 hour work week. Like awesome. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like there's not a trophy waiting for you. Like it doesn't matter. But what does matter is the quality of your work. If the work you're doing is quality work and it gets you to where you need to be, where you want to be, then why wouldn't you do it in the most efficient manner possible to also enjoy your life? This is the mindset that I kind of adapted and took into perspective after having a week off, after thinking a lot, and after listening, like Kylie Jenner, after realizing things, after thinking a lot. Okay, Tori. Um, this is just the mindset that I really adapted after like giving myself the space to have this kind of come to fruition. And also after I was listening to a lot of the Rob Deerdeck episodes where he just really talks about maximizing efficiency and automating your life. In 2022, the way that I really planned my life was more so on a weekly basis, meaning on Mondays, I did stride work and I taught. On Tuesdays, I did creative work for the planners. On Wednesdays, I did flex work. So that would mean anything for stride, planners, or podcasts that I needed to do. Thursdays, I would record the podcast. And then I took the afternoon for podcast flex work, like calls, meetings, guests, talking with my producer, admin stuff, stuff like that. And on Fridays was an admin day um, or an errand day. And then I would do like loose end catch up stuff, like tie up what I needed for the week. And then I'll do, I'll see the rest next week. You know what I mean? And that worked and it worked pretty okay. Like I got a lot done last year. I'm really proud of the work that I was able to put out last year. It definitely worked, but sometimes I would feel behind because it was only giving one day a week to accomplish three to four days worth of a task. So I was always constantly task switching from day to day. So like if on Tuesday I would get in a really good flow with the planners, I couldn't really keep up the momentum on Wednesday unless I had like nothing else to do on Wednesday than I could. Or on Mondays, if I had really good ideas for stride and I was like, you know, working through something or wanted to meet with people, the only other time of the week that I could really do that would be like maybe Wednesday afternoons, Friday afternoons, or next Monday, which typically had a lot of admin work to be done. So it would take me quite some time to get done tasks that I wanted to do. So in between that break that was 
between Christmas and New Year's, I looked at how I structured my weeks and I removed it from a weekly view and then I started looking at it from a monthly perspective. An easy place to start was looking at my podcast recording, for example. If I record my podcast once a week and let's say it took three hours each time, about two hours, uh, let's say about an hour and a half of that is writing the script for the podcast, an hour of it is recording, and then 30 minutes of that is sending it out to my producer, then that would obviously take three hours each week. But if I batched together those three hours for four episodes per month, that's 12 hours over 30 days, which leaves me a lot more time in the month to do other things. Stick with me. By batching my podcast recordings, I left a lot more free time in my calendar for other things to be, you know, bettering the show creatively, whether it's building a podcast studio, taking calls, or just not doing anything and just letting ideas naturally flow to me and then acting on them when they come. Because what was happening was when I would do it each week, Wednesday night would roll around or Thursday morning and I'd be like, okay, what do I want to talk about this week on the podcast? And more weeks than not, I didn't really have many ideas. But as soon as I took a week off and I was like on YouTube and I would see like these great videos, I'm like, oh, that'd be a great podcast topic. Or I would be in conversation with someone. I'm like, man, I should have recorded this for a podcast. Like I would just get much more great ideas from having like two weeks off in the podcast. So I was like, if I batch it and I give myself more time to be creative, the podcast episodes are inevitably going to be better. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh the last few years and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another example, something that I want to release this year that I have been doing is the month start for the manifest planner. So like it's February 1st on Wednesday. So I'm releasing a February start digital daily planner. So, um, that's like something that I wanted to do. So if I only did this on Tuesdays, then it would take me about four Tuesdays, which is an entire month to get this project done. And I wouldn't have enough time to create other new projects for the manifest planner. But if I batch a create week for my planners on, let's say like Tuesday through Friday or Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Thursday, whatever it might be, and only work on the start dates release on the start date release once a month. Now I have three other weeks to create new products for the manifest planner. So I started batching my tasks to the max and really emphasizing on getting my work done in batches. So I have more downtime, more time to be creative, more time to let ideas flow to me and more time to simply enjoy my life while still getting the most important things done in my life in the most effective manner possible. Ultimately, creativity is the vessel that really drives everything I do when it comes to stride, podcasting, planning, and without the creativity, the manifest planner, the podcast stride, like none of it would ever exist. So it's really the element that you guys don't see, but it's something that I really need. And the only way that it's properly fueled is with rest and ideas coming to it. So that's also what I mean. Like if I, yeah, like I could wake up and like work every single day and like, you know, find like little tasks for me to do, but at the ultimately that's not going to be feeding what really needs to get done, which is creative projects. So anyway, this episode isn't about creativity, but rather how I plan my months, my weeks, and my days. So I use three different methods. I use the manifest planner. I use my Google calendar and I use my notes app. The manifest planner version that I use is the 2023 digital daily dated. I am obsessed with my digital planner. Like I have the physical copies like right behind me. And I do use those occasionally, but I really mostly use my digital version of the manifest planner. So, um, those are the three methods that I use. We will dive into how they're all integrated. So let's start. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is the Google calendar. So Google obviously has a calendar and that is what I use as my rough draft is what I like to call it. This is where I do quick glances of what I'm doing each day. If I'm like out and like I'm at the doctor's office and they're like, oh, let's get you in for next time. Like I'll pull up my calendar, I'll schedule it then. I can just see quickly like if I'm free, if I'm busy because I don't lug my planners around with me all day. I really have like my Google calendar as like my 
quick rough draft, like I like to call it. And then I'll use my manifest planner to like fine tune it and really organize it as like my quote unquote final draft. Stick with me. So in my Google calendar, I have multiple different calendars that are all color coded. I can make like a YouTube video about this too, of like how I do this, if you guys would be interested in that. So the calendars that I have in my Google calendar are events slash social life tasks, which is automated by Google calendar, which is like really awesome. So like, for example, if you know that on, you know, tomorrow, if you want to text someone to remind them to bring you a sweatshirt. Like you could put it in your Google calendar, like text so-and-so to bring me a sweatshirt, you know, whatever it might be. So that's already a calendar in there. Um, I have a manifest with Tori DeSimone's social media content calendar. I have me time, which is different than events and social life. Like it's just time for me. Um, I have stride studio, which is when I would like be at stride or do any sort of stride work. I have the manifest planner, social media content calendar. I have to do slash appointments, Con, uh, calendar. I have a Tori Simone social content calendar. I have a travel calendar, work calendar, workout calendar, stride Phoenixville social media content calendar, and a stride CIL social media content calendar. So the benefit of having all these separate calendars on my Google Cal is that I can highlight what calendars I want shown and which ones I want hidden. So my Google calendar, as you heard, also doubles as my content calendar and those I share with like my respective social media managers for the accounts. So if I'm like planning out the stride social media content calendar for Phoenixville, I will have just that highlighted and I can see like what I'm putting on each day as opposed to like seeing that in addition to like, I'm going to dinner at 6 p.m. with a friend. You know what I mean? So like I will just have that one content calendar highlighted. And then when I'm not doing the content calendar, I just don't have the view of it on. So it lets me see what I want and then removes what I don't want to see. So um, when all the calendars are highlighted, it can be like really overwhelming. So I only highlight immediately what I need to see in that moment. So the Google calendar is really where I dump everything into. And this is where I start time batching and adapting my new mindset that I've been working into, especially for January. That's been working really well for me. It begins in the content calendar. So at the top of the year, I took my life pie and this is from the manifest method. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, the manifest worksheets or anything, if you purchase the manifest journal or the manifest planner, they have the manifest method in the beginning of all of the products. Um, but this life pie is pulled from my manifest method. It's a visual manifestation. Um, and it pulls your top priorities. So at the top of the year, I adapted, um, this new mindset. And I started with taking my life pie and I prioritized the work for me that was most important. And for me, it came down to the manifest planner, creative time, the podcast recordings, stride teaching, management, and work time with friends, family, and my relationship and downtime to get rest and get creative. I unclicked all of my calendars so that my Google calendar was blank. And I first started with the non-negotiables. These are things that like, no matter what I have to do each month, each week, it does not matter. Like I have to do these things. I have to go to them. So my answers were teach spin on Monday nights at 530. Like I have to go teach spin, teach spin on Friday mornings at 930 AM. I have to go do that. Management meetings for stride every single Monday at 10 AM release a new podcast every single Monday and release a new month start digital dated manifest planner once a month, typically on Fridays, like towards the end of the month on Fridays. So those five things I had to do every single month and a couple, you know, a couple times a month, like obviously every Monday I had to do spin every Monday. There's a new podcast episode, like things like that. And then I scheduled on my calendar, those things on a recurring basis. So Monday, 5.30 PM spin, I put it on a recurring basis. Friday, 9.30 AM spin, I put that on a recurring basis. A Monday, 10 AM management pod, uh, meeting, I put that on a recurring basis. The launch dates for my digital planner products, I put that on a recurring basis. On Mondays, I release a new podcast episode, that's on a recurring basis. So those are what I, for this episode, I'm calling my quote unquote work deadlines. Things that I had to do had to attend to, had to hit, like no matter what happens this month, like those things need to be hit. And for me, they are the most important teaching stride management, new products for the manifest planner and new episodes for the podcast. Like those were the most important things that had to be hit and that are also front facing. Like those are the things that other people see and they're front facing. It has to get done.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So now the rest of the month was a blank slate for me to maximize my time to get what I needed to get done in the most efficient manner possible, hence the batch method. So when the deadlines were in my calendar, I worked around them to maximize my time. So here's where I get like efficient and stick with me. I knew that if I spent three days a month recording all five episodes for January, because it's five Mondays in January. If I spent three days a month recording all five episodes with two episodes per day and then one on like the third day, I would have 27 days left to get creative with the podcast. So rather than have a podcast where I record it once a week, if I do it on the beginning of the week, then I have 27 days in between to get fresh ideas, to build out a new podcast studio, to get creative, to write scripts, to do anything I can to make the podcast as good as it possibly can be in 27 days rather than do it where I do it once a week and I only allot like Thursday mornings to think about the podcast. So 27 days of creativity versus like an hour of creativity. Do you see what I mean? All that just from switching when I record my episodes. So those days that I've now allotted to do three podcast recordings for the month of January, that's just for podcasting on those days. I'm not doing planner work. I'm not doing stride work. I'm not doing like a social lunch in the middle of the day. Like I'm just writing scripts. I'm just getting ready and I'm just recording the episodes. I'm doing the work for podcasting. So that's one example. I then look at the digital start manifest planners. And I know that it takes me about 30 hours um, to change the dates, rehyperlink the planners and do like all the thumbnails, like stuff like that, that it's boring to talk about on the podcast. It takes me about 30 hours of work to release a existing product just with the dates like switched around. So if I dedicate four days worth of seven and a half hours of work each day, I can knock out my deadline with all of my planner work. So switching the dates, hyperlinks, listing at thumbnail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So with the podcast and planner being completely done, all of my deadlines hit, that would take me seven days out of the 31 days that are accounted for in January with meaningful work that will accomplish my deadlines. So 31 days are in the month of January and seven of those days are for the front facing deadlines that you guys see, such as new planner prod, new planner products, new podcast episodes, seven days. That's all it takes. Moving down to spin, it doesn't take me all day to obviously teach a spin class, but it does take me a few hours each day to do admin work, create playlists, and make sure that the business is businessing for like lack of a better term. And if I'm going to stay consistent with batching, um, oh, sorry, I said that wrong. What really works for me is when I do dedicate time on Mondays and Fridays to stride work because otherwise I just get like very anxious and I'm like, I feel like I don't know what's going on in the business. So I really like to stay consistent with having Mondays be dedicated to stride. So I'm going to stay consistent with that and batch all day Monday each week to just do stride work. No planners, no podcast, just stride. It's admin, it's management, it's playlist making, it's creativity, it's marketing. It's just stride work. So that's four days a month. So now I'm up to 12 days a month doing the most meaningful work that I need to get done. The planner, the podcast and stride all in 12 days. So that's 12 days a month doing the work that matters the most and done in the most efficient manner, rather than looking at work from just a week perspective and using five days a week for four weeks a month, resulting in like 20 days of work. I condense those 20 days of work into 12 days. You see how this works? Like you're really maximizing your time and giving yourself more free time. Now taking out eight weekend days, Saturday and Sunday, obviously in the month of January, I have 11 days in the month of January as flex days. So on those 11 days, I can revisit stride work. I can leave it open for creative work. I can do nothing. Like I could build the podcast studio. Like I could have 11 quote unquote work days that are open and flexible 
to do whatever I need to do, if anything at all, because I already got all of my most important front facing work deadlines done. Like all of my stride work would be done. All of my podcast episodes would be recorded. All of my planner content would be out there in 12 days, leaving me eight weekend days fully open and 11 work days completely open to do whatever it is that I would want. So you kind of see how this works. Like by batching it, you get to get all of your work done and really maximize your time. So like I said in the beginning, I want more rest and I want more creativity to be flowing. So if I want to take three three days off in those 11 work days to do absolutely nothing, like I can do that and none of my work will suffer because I've batched all my work into other days already. So you kind of see how this works. 12 days batched for my deadlines, eight weekend days and 11 work days unaccounted for. Once I have those remaining work days left is when I will go in and schedule like random things or tasks. Um, another important thing to me is gathering content for the manifest planner on Instagram. So maybe I'll batch like one day for getting content for just the manifest planner for that month. Maybe I'll batch two days a month for calls and meetings so I can put them like all together. I'll have one in the beginning of the month and one towards like the middle to end of the month. Maybe I'll batch one full day to catch up on work and do like what I like to call bitch work, like go to the bank. We all know I hate going to the bank, go to the bank, send stuff to my accountant, like just doing like bitch work that no, it's not really fun. And we always just push off for like, I'll do that another day. If you batch an entire day of doing quote unquote bitch work, then you could like do it that day. Maybe I'll batch one day a month of just appointments for like hair appointments, doctor appointments. If I want to get my nails done, like stuff like that. So even with all those random batchings, I still have six work days that are completely unaccounted for. And I can use those days for anything. Like just because they're there does not mean I have to use them up. You know what I mean? So I can use those days for anything. Maybe I want to start a new project. Maybe I want to go on a vacation. Maybe I want to sit around and watch Housewives all day. Maybe I want to do literally nothing. Maybe I want to go to lunch with my mom for the whole day. It's maximizing my time while remaining as efficient as possible to get the most done in the least amount of time. So that's what my Google calendar does. It batches for me and I'd go in and I like batch that time and I'll talk about that in a minute, but it's really like my rough draft of time batching. Does that all make sense? I know it's kind of like I threw a lot at you, but I promise it makes sense. Just batch as much as you can possible and you will be amazed at how much more time you have for things that you want to do or don't want to do. It's like amazing. So that's a Google calendar. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's move on to what I do on the notes app. So throughout the week, I will have a master to-do list in my notes app and it's categorized by my work. So like my categories are Stride Sea Isle, Stride Phoenixville, Planners, Podcast, YouTube, Tori D. Simone, and me. And I will have lists underneath them of to-dos. And I will just throw to-dos in this list throughout the week so that I don't forget anything. Things like write down the content calendar under Stride Phoenixville or under the me category, I'll write laundry or order groceries. Or if I have to pay a lawyer fee, like I'll put that under like their respective category. So like I will just constantly be adding to do's throughout the list of like, oh, I have to do this. Like, let me not forget. And I'll just put it under here and I will come back to this later. But I'm just constantly having this rotating to-do list that it's like either I do it today or I will get to it another day, but I'm just always writing down my to-do so that I don't forget. Now, this is where the manifest planner comes into play and really fine tunes everything. So like I said earlier, I use the digital daily manifest planner and I use the one that is dated. I used to be a pen to paper girly, but now I'm really just so obsessed with digital planning. It is so customizable and it is so perfect. Um, because the perfectionist in me wants it to always like look perfect and like never have a hair out of place. And I can like rewrite and erase things a million times on a digital manifest planner and you would like never know the difference. So anyway, all this goes without saying is that I use the manifest planner and I specifically use the digital one. So the methods in it are ones that I actually use in the order that I built the planner. So the reason that the planner is in the order that it's in is because that's how I actually did it before the planner even existed. And then I just took like the formats that I would draw out on paper and write each week and just put it and I like created it into the planner format. So 
my planning begins at the start of the month. And that's why I want to do that now because February is right around the corner. So at the beginning of each month, I will start by planning out my goals from my top six priorities, which my top six priorities are currently planners, podcast, stride, friends slash relationship, health slash wellness, and finances. And then I will write down one to three goals per category that month. And then I will find time in my rough draft of the Google calendar to accomplish them. So for example, if a goal is to see a friend like two nights a month this month, I will go into my calendar, see what nights I'm free. And I will text a friend that I want to see some dates that I'm free. And then I'll schedule that time in with them. If a goal is to read a finance book, then I will schedule a time out in my morning routine or my night routine to read. Scheduling my goals into my days are just as important as like scheduling a podcast recording. Like if those are goals and I'm serious about getting them done, like I will schedule them into my monthly calendar, which I always do. So then I will do a brief planning of my morning routine after writing out all of my monthly goals. My morning routine is going to be slightly different each month. Like obviously my morning routine for February is going to be very different than it will be in July. So I tend to be flexible, but I try to just write like a loose morning routine for the month. I like to go unprepared. Then once my month is good to go, I use the Manifest Planner month at a glance for fun things like holidays, birthdays, fun events, memories from the day, like something like that. Like I'll look back on those month at a glance and be like, oh, I remember this day, like we did this or whatever it might be. So it's more of like a social thing. And I use my Google calendar for like actual like events and stuff like that. So after the monthly intentions and month at a glance is completed, that is when I will go into the weekly setup, which I do every single Sunday night. I love planning on Sunday nights. I typically set aside like two hours or so to plan and it's like my heaven. I make a cup of tea. I play music. I light a fire. In the summer, I sit outside. I watch the sunset. I do it like up on the um, top deck and I just like have the time of my life. Like I love planning. So I begin with my weekly intentions, which starts with weekly goals that are pulled from my monthly goals using the same six priorities. So for example, if a monthly goal is to sell, let's say like $10,000 worth of planner products um, for, let's say if there's five weeks in January, then my weekly goal is to sell $2,000 worth of planner products for that week. So that two times five is obviously 10 so that I can hit that goal. Another example is if my monthly goal is to run 15 miles that month, then my one weekly goal would be to run three miles. I then take those goals and I look directly at the week I'm heading into and see where I can carve them in. So, excuse me. So if one of my goals is to run, then I will look at my week, um, my workouts for the week and make sure that I have runs scheduled in and that time that I'm running scheduled into my weekly time block, which I will get to in a minute. Then I head down to my morning routine and this is where I like solidify and really fine tune my wake up time and my routine for the week based on my monthly and weekly goals, work responsibilities, things like that in this upcoming week. So I like to spend it. I like to keep it pretty similar, but I'm now in a habit of waking up at 6.30 a.m., working out at 7 a.m. and starting work like around 9 a.m. It works for me. It's pretty good. So after my routines, I will then begin to um, plan my week of workouts and meal plans. Um, I just did a whole episode about this, so I will link that down below, but it's the one right before. It's my weekly workout split and um, what I eat in a week. So I will have that in the show notes and it's my previous episode, so I won't get into that now. But if you guys are interested in that, I did just make a whole episode about that. So then after I plan that... um, I will then go into my weekly time block. This is where I do a final draft of my Google calendar for the week. So I will look at my Google calendar for the week that I'm heading into. And like, let's say, for example, this week I'm batching a podcast recordings. This is how I will schedule it. So I know that I want to work out at 7 a.m. each day. So I will start by time blocking my workouts in my weekly time block. And I know that I want to wake up at 6.30 every single day to hit my 7 a.m. workout. So I will schedule myself waking up at 6.30 a.m. every single day. Then since I'm on camera this week on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I will time batch one hour, or I should say time block, one hour to get ready on the days that I'm recording, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So one hour. And if I want to start working um, by nine, then I need to start getting ready at eight so I have an hour to do so. So you kind of see how this all like works together. 
Then I'll obviously want to eat breakfast and have coffee before I talk for a few hours. So I will time block about 15 minutes in for eating and drinking coffee. Each recording takes about an hour and I don't like doing more than two recordings a day because I feel like I just kind of start rushing through the episodes and I get tired of talking. So I don't do more than two recordings a day. So I will batch two one hour long sessions for recording with a 15 minute break in between each recording. And then since this is a podcast day, I will batch two 90 minute bouts of focus after my podcast recordings for podcast work, such as editing videos, writing scripts, sending them um, episodes to my producers or any other to-dos that are involved with podcasting. If I want to like make new podcast cover art, or if I want to reach out to have guests on the show, like I would do that on my podcast days. Um, and then let's see, that is pretty much what I will do for podcast recordings. And then what I do on like Tuesday, I will repeat that on Wednesday and Thursday because I'm batching the podcast recordings that week. Mondays, I already time blocked a 7 a.m. workout, a 6.30 a.m. workup time. And since I'm not getting ready, like full on ready per se, because I won't be on camera, I can allot a shorter amount of time in my time block to get ready. So let's say I'll do 20 minutes to shower, change and eat so that I can be ready for work by 8.30 a.m. I'll then use 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. to get ahead on some stride work, maybe prep my Monday meeting notes for my Monday meeting that's going on at 10 a.m. So then I'll time block my meeting from 10 to 11 a.m., which is my management meeting. And then I'll break afterwards to order groceries, throw a load of laundry and just like get some like housework done. And then that typically takes like 30 minutes. Then at 1130 a.m. Um, until my groceries are delivered, which I will typically schedule my groceries to be delivered at 1 p.m. Um, from that 1130 to 1 p.m. bout of focus, I will do the tasks from our management meeting. So I'll just do some stride admin work and then I'll have lunch at 1.30 when the groceries are delivered and then I'll eat from like 1.30 to 2. And then at 2, I will start doing more stride admin work. So like programming playlists, finding out any admin tasks. And I do that for about two hours until 4.30 when I get ready. And then I drive to the studio by 5, teach at 5.30. I hang out the studio from like 5 to about 7.30, drive home, eat dinner, shower, change, go to bed, wake up, do whatever I'm doing the next day. So you can kind of see how when you time block your day, you really can see what you have time for and what you don't have time for. Time blocking is so incredible and so key to really maximizing your time and getting done everything that you need to get done. And maybe Mondays sound like a long day to you, but remember I'm doing those Mondays only four days a month. So I'm getting done like absolutely everything I need to in the most efficient time possible. So this is what I mean with time blocking. I use the weekly intentions to time out. Um, sorry, I use the weekly time block to time out everything that happens in my day. Everything has a time. And if I have flex times that they are then open to do like other work, or maybe it's time to do nothing at all, or time to just book errands if I don't batch that for another day of the week. So the time block is really where I get like a good bird's eye view of what my week is going to look like. And of course, you know, things come up like life happens. Um, but this is like where I like to really be able to get a good bird's eye view of my week and be like, okay, this is going to work this day. This is not going to work this day, et cetera, so on and so forth. So after my week is time blocked, I then go into my daily spreads and based on how I time block slash batched my week, I will go into my notes app and I will get my to-do list and I will start assigning to-dos for certain days of the week. So like on Monday, I know that I do stride work. So I will put all of my stride to-dos on Monday for, um, let's say if I'm doing podcast work, we'll say with this example, if I have podcast to do's, I will put all of my podcast to do's on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays. If I dedicated, let's say Friday afternoon to batching manifest planner content, I will do any sort of manifest planner marketing to do's on Friday afternoons and put them in like my daily spreads that way. So that is how I kind of like disperse my to do's. Like if I have like random stuff to do that I put, you know, flex work in, like I'll put that in that to do of the day. So whatever days coordinate with the category is what I put my to do's with. Um, so if I don't have any planner stuff going on that week, then I won't do my planner to do's that week, unless it's like, urgent and I like need to, but typically most stuff can wait until I'm like doing the work that I need to do. And it gets like the time that it deserves. 
And that pretty much ends my week's worth of planning. So I do that on Sunday nights. And then each night I go in and I plan my following day. So I wake up knowing like exactly what I'm doing, but it's pretty much for the most part already planned. This will pretty much just consist of filling out the manifest planner format. So it's like writing my morning routine, my meal plan, my workout, my agenda, which all of that you can copy and paste because you've already done that from your month, your week, your weekly time block. Um, you don't have to like really rewrite any of this stuff. And then I will just order my to do's in the order of most important to least important. And when I get into like do work later that day and start checking stuff off my to do list, I will just go down the list and check them off based on priority. And then in the morning when I wake up, I'll fill out the left side of my page, which is the journal, or I will use the actual manifest journal and I journal to start my day. And that's how I plan. I feel like this sounds really complicated, but I promise it's not. If you give yourself time to sit down and really get a good bird's eye view of your monthly calendar and really maximize your time, you will be just so amazed at how much more time you have to get the same amount of work done that maybe took you longer, but now you're doing it in less time and you have more time to get other things done and maybe be more creative or do nothing or spend time with loved ones. Or like Do literally whatever you want. So yeah, guys, this is how I plan my months, my weeks, and my days. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, you guys can download the Manifest Planner. You guys can purchase it on themanifestplanner.com. Um, there's physical copies. There's digital copies. And let me know if you guys want a YouTube video about this because I can definitely put this all on a YouTube video as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Manifest what is this episode called? Manifest with Tori Simone. I have too many things called manifest. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed it, found it valuable and pick up a tip or two to implement into your planning for the new month or the new year because it's still top of the year. Um, but guys, I hope you are having an amazing Monday. Happy Manifest Monday. And I will talk to you guys next month. Bye guys. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.